This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two, episode 80. The Cubs, they just couldn't finish the race. Don't forget to listen, download, review. Most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W on Twitter, Instagram, and of course on Facebook. Also, you can email us at Fly the W670 at gmail.com. Crowley, happy Thursday. How you doing? Uh, doing doing good, man. You know, just uh, in, in, enjoying baseball. Uh, this, for me, is a time of year where I'm working on my man cave. So I just got back from the framer, got some exciting pieces framed. So more stuff is going up. I got all sorts of fun things going on here. Well, I saw on Twitter you're uh, you're looking to move a little bit of stuff, huh? Yeah. A man, you know, a man cave uh, yard sale, if you will, or what? Yeah, you know, you just can't keep. I wish, you know, if I would have won that one billion dollar lotto, I could keep everything. I, I mean, you got to remember, I've been collecting for like thirty years, so at, at a point in time, everything can't stay. So yeah, I got some interesting stuff that I'm going to be kind of just tweeting out there at Crawley's Cubs. If people are interested and want to increase their memorabilia collection, my loss is your gain. So, you know, I, I it's uh, I got I got some phenomenal new pieces in though, and I'm just excited. So you're like I said, you're going to show them off next week, maybe or what? I could always show some things off. Yeah, absolutely. I got some, like I said, there, there's some pretty, pretty fun stuff here so far, but uh, right. like I said, for me in the off season, AFL postseason baseball, Las Ligas and, and, and doing, you know, working on this Cubs cave, which is getting near completion. So having fun. We're going to have to have a live, uh, we're gonna have to have a live fly the W remote from the, uh, from the Crawley man cave once it's done. Oh, absolutely. There's a All lot right. to see here. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. All right, Crawley. We've been, uh, reviewing the uh, 23 Cubs season, and we've got uh, one part to go. And unfortunately, that is the September collapse of the Cubs. Yeah, we talked about April and May, and we talked about how awesome June and July was, and August, the best of them all. Well, September wasn't the worst month statistically. That would have been May, but it was the most painful month of the season. I want to wish a happy birthday to Mitch Rosen, the man who gave us the blessing to do this, but I was wondering if Mitch was going to give me hazard pay going through all of this. It was like post-traumatic stress disorder. It was awful. Um, <laughs> there was plenty of buzz as the Cubs ended August with a record of 18 and nine. And on August 26th, the Cubs called up 2021 first round draft pick Jordan Wicks to the majors. And he won his first start of that same day. So first up for the Cubs was a road trip to Cincinnati to take on the uh, Reds in a four-game series to start out September, Labor Day weekend. The Cubs would play a doubleheader on Friday to make up for the game that was rained up, rained out in April. Top Cubs prospect Alexander Canario was called up for the doubleheader, but he didn't get in any of the four games. It'd be a while before he'd get the chance to see him play. 
Game one went according to plan as Wicks made his second start and pitched five innings, gave up one run. Cody Bellinger, Seiya Suzuki, and Ian Happ all went deep in the Cubs' 6-2 to two win. The problem, Dustin, was the nightcap. The Cubs were leading 2-1 to one in the ninth inning with Adbert Alzelay on the mound, who had been so good all season. He is going to blow the save. That was his third blown save of the season and his second in a week. Now, the second one really wasn't his fault because it was uh, Lighter who loaded the bases, and then he just hit a guy. You know what I mean? There was, right. It wasn't like 100% him, but this – this was on Alzali, and so after this blown save, he would not pitch again for another week. He pitched two games in Arizona before finishing the season on the IL with a right forearm strain. And Dustin, you know, we're nervous because usually after, you know, a guy blows a game, you want to get him right back in, you know, right away, kind of get, right. the, get the stink off. And the next day, the Cubs had that opportunity, and they didn't go with him. And I was like, okay, well, that's curious. Then he doesn't pitch for a week. He pitches two games a week later, and then he goes on the IL. That was so frustrating because Adbert had such an amazing season. He solidified the closer's role. He had seven holds and was 22 out of 25 save opportunities. It's pretty damn good for a guy who you didn't have uh, you know, big expectations for no, and again, out of those, you know, he only blew three saves, and two of them were right before he went on the IL. So, I mean, the guy was just lights out. Uh, after splitting the first two games of the doubleheader on Friday, the Cubs were leading one nothing behind eight shutout innings by Javier Assad. But this time, it was Mark Leiter's turn to blow the save, and the Cubs were walked off for the second game in a row, losing two to one. They would the Cubs would pound the Reds fifteen to seven to split the series before heading home for a three game set against the Giants. If you remember um, that last week when Jed was talking both before the end of the season and right after the end of the season, he called that series against the Giants one of the best of the season. They pitched well, hit well, ran the bases well. Justin we Justin Steele and Jordan Wicks both had strong starts. And on September 6th, Dustin, the Cubs were 1.5 games back of the Brewers for first place. They had a 92.6% chance of making the postseason. 92.6 that's almost for sure yeah it, it, you, it's it's literally you'd bet the you'd bet the whole farm on that there's no doubt about it um but then the Arizona Diamondbacks came to Wrigley for a four game series and the Cubs hadn't seen the snakes all season on Friday they lost six to two as Assad and Keegan Thompson both struggled uh the Cubs would lose on Saturday one nothing with Tyone the tough luck loser and Zach Gallion pitching his first career nine inning shutout. That was an unbelievable performance. I remember that game. Yeah. The Cubs would lose on Sunday, three to two in extra innings as the D backs would score two in the 10th of Daniel Palencia. The Cubs would salvage the finale five to two as Mark Grace and Sean Dunstan, two guys, Dustin, that we love growing up inducted mm -hmm. into the Cubs hall of fame. I was there that day and, and, and how much fun that was to finally see a victory and, and see those guys. That was just, um, you know, one of the very few last times I was able to be happy at Wrigley Field. Um, then came the road trip from hell. The Cubs <laughs> headed to Colorado to face the last place Rockies, a bunch of weak pitchers. The Cubs called up their number one prospect, Pete Crow Armstrong, to show off his amazing defense in that large outfield in Coors Field. The series was a disaster. In the first game, Wicks pitched well uh, going into the seventh. The Cubs were leading 3-1. But Jose Coas, who was acquired in a trade for Nelson Velasquez, gave up three to the Rockies, and the Cubs were trailing four to three in the ninth. 
before Jan Gomes hit a two-run single in the top of the inning, and the Cubs won that one 5-4. to four. But they would lose the next two games, and in a preview of what we would see the entire rest of the month, the games all featured poor bullpen performances, uncharacteristic defensive errors, bad base running, and untimely hitting. After losing two or three to the Rockies, they're going to head to Arizona for a three-game series, and they got swept by the Snakes. In game one, Justin Steele gave up six runs, both Dustin on three-run homers with two outs. Yeah, it was a bad night, a bad day for him to have his uh, real lone, if you will, clunker of the season, right? And, and again, the bad luck, you know, both of those with two outs. Right. And then in game two, that was a particularly brutal game as that went into extra innings and the Cubs scored one run in the 10th, one in the 11th, and one in the 13th. But the Diamondbacks came back each time and they uh, each time the Cubs scored before walking it off in the 13th. The Cubs lost game three as Jordan Wicks had his worst start. Uh, he gave up three runs in the first and they would go on to lose six to two, completing the sweep, uh, the sweep for Arizona. So, you know, you have this abysmal road trip, and now the Cubs are headed home for a three-game set against the Pirates. The Cubs were 9-1 and one against the Pirates at this point in the season, and it looked like the trend would continue when the Cubs took game one, 14-1. Alexander Canario, who was called up on August 1st and only had one at-bat over 17 games, finally got the start, and what did he do? He went two for four with an RBI double, a grand slam. He drove in five runs, Dustin. But guess what? He would not start either of the next two games. After no, no, no. I didn't, I didn't understand that at all. It just it's mind blowing to me. Right, and and not only that, Dustin. Not only did he not play the rest of the series, he only he only played one more complete game where he got all of his at bats on September 30th when the season's basically done. Yep. Um, Canaro was not in the lineup the next day when Justin Steele gave up six runs to the Buccos, ending any shot he had at the Cy Young. Mark Leiter also gave up three runs, and the Cubs lost 13-7. to The rubber match was not close. In the end, the bullpens gave up one in the seventh, two in the eighth, three in the ninth. The Cubs would lose 8-6. to Pittsburgh takes the series. David Ross got into a little trouble in a post-game interview when he made honest comments. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. About how the Pirates were a bad team that the Cubs should not have lost to. Right. And they did. Yep, and they did. They did indeed. That was really disappointing. It was it was one of those, was it a nine, was it nine games at home, I think? And I think we thought they could only lose two and be okay. So they've already lost the two. Right. And, 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 you know, and then all of a sudden you had the Rockies come in. They The Cubs had now lost four series in a row since that San Francisco series. And, uh, you know, they're going to sit there and they're going to sweep the Rockies, took care of business. 
Um, and that was the final weekend of games at Wrigley Field. There would be no more games after Wrigley. So the first two games were blowouts that the Cubs won against Colorado, and the last game was close. Patrick Wisdom hit a two-run homer in the sixth that gave the Cubs the uh, 4-3 to three win, and we all got to say goodbye to Wrigley. The Cubs, though, were still in a wild card spot to uh, start the last week of the season. Philly, by that point, had the first wild card spot. But Arizona, the Marlins, the Reds, and the Cubs were all fighting for the final two wild card spots. After giving up six runs in his last two starts, Justin Steele got the ball against the Atlanta Braves. Uh, the Cubs offense gave the Cubs a 6 nothing lead going into the top of the six. But after that top of the six, the Braves start to come back. They scored three in the six, two in the seventh. And then with runners at second and third and two outs in the eighth inning, Drew Smiley threw a pitch to Sean Murphy, who hit a slicing ball to Seiya Suzuki, who lost the ball in the lights. It allowed the two runs to score, and the Braves, down 6 nothing, would come from behind to win this one 7-6. Everyone's always going to remember that one when it comes to the collapse. I'm, I'm hoping that by kind of going over some of these people realize it wasn't just that. But that one, Dustin, that one was one that was just so extra painful because it was right there. And 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 I don't know if they would have won it in the ninth inning. Where we're talking about bullpen woes, right? But right. but that was just it's just so devastating, you know. And and you just didn't want it to happen to Saya. He's such a nice guy. He takes these things so hard. It was it was so frustrating, especially since he was doing so well in August and September after he was benched for four games. Yeah, it was a low blow, kick below the belt, whatever term you want to use. Obviously, you're right. He carried the team offensively the couple of days off that uh, manager David Ross gave him obviously helped out quite a bit. And uh, it was, uh, it was pretty, it was pretty devastating. And it made me really uh, dislike the Braves even more. And I was happy that the Braves were eliminated in the postseason. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, the Cubs once again had a lead, uh, lead. They were going, they had a three to one lead going into the seventh against the Braves but the Braves scored one in the seventh and one in the eighth to tie the game. The Cubs scored one in the ninth to take a four to three lead, but they couldn't hold on. Arizona or Atlanta scores one in the bottom of the ninth. The Cubs score one in the 10th and they couldn't hold on to that either. Ronald Acuna hit an RBI single. The Manford man scores to tie the game at five. Then he steals his 70th base to become the first ever 40 home run, 70 RBI guy. And in the middle of an extra inning game in a, in a wild card race, they stopped the game to play a video montage. And then Ozzy Albies, the next batter, once the little montage and everything's over, hits a walk-off single to give the Braves a 6-5 to five victory. So that's another game that the Cubs had multiple opportunities to win and just couldn't. And again, you know what? I was irritated about the montage after it happened. But after after he sat there and he took all the adulation to get to, all the love from the fans. And then when he lost to the Phillies and then ran into the bus and high and hid, I lost all respect for that guy. Forget it. Yeah. But I, I can't blame it all on him. I mean, the, the organization was obviously involved, right? I mean, he, mm -hmm. you know, he didn't, he didn't put the montage together. I'm guessing he didn't, he didn't say, okay, you know, and he, he took that base out. Like somebody was going to come run on the field and steal it away from him. I mean, I've never seen a guy rip a base out like that. It was, it was, it was wild. It was ab absolutely wild. And there's no doubt. It's no doubt that it could have thrown off the Cubs pitcher at that point. Right. Well, the Cubs had now lost two out of three. And then Marcus Stroman made his second start 
since coming off the IL. He was tagged for four runs in two innings. The Cubs never came close in that one. They swept the series. The Cubs' postseason chances were still alive, limping into the last series of the season against the Brewers. Now they needed some help if they were going to have a legitimate chance to make the postseason. But all that talk ended on Friday night. The Cubs were down 3-0 to Milwaukee, but scored two in the eighth. Ian Happ hit a solo home run in the ninth. But the Cubs couldn't score against the rookie making his debut in the tenth, and Carlos Santana would walk it out with a single. The Cubs would lose 4-3. to Dustin, it was so frustrating because... Milwaukee kept their lineup pretty much intact, but all the pitchers that they pitched that night were garbage. They were handing that to the Cubs, and the Cubs' offense couldn't they do couldn't anything. Couldn't take advantage of it, right? They couldn't couldn't take advantage of it. I mean, the only good news there is that the uh, just like the Braves, that the uh, Brewers were quickly uh, dismantled and uh, kicked out of the postseason. They only ended up playing three more games than the Cubs. So, congratulations, Brewers. Right. And then, you know, the Cubs would win the next night 10 to 6, but it didn't matter as they were eliminated when the Marlins beat the Pirates to punch their ticket to the postseason. The Cubs lost the last game of the season, letting a bunch of rookies and guys that are probably not going to be back this season uh, start. Justin Steele got the scratch. They went for a bullpen game. And that was the season. The Cubs finished with a record of 83 and 79, second behind the Brewers, but nine games back. After sweeping the Giants on September 6th, we talked about this 12 games over 500. That was the high point of the season. After that game, the Cubs went 7-15 and and lost six of the last seven series. Oh, gosh. If you just just don't lose, if you lose maybe four of the last seven, you're in the postseason. Right. And, and, And you look here, a lot of things went wrong. But, I mean, basically, Dustin, they went from, you know, 10 under to 12 over, but in doing so they had their pedal on the gas for a long time and they just ran out of gas for the month of September. Cody Bellinger, who was hitting like 370, 400 all season was hitting 275. Mike Talkman hit 258 for the month of September. Jan Gomes, 233. How about Nico? 219 in September. And then the lowest Dansby Swanson hitting 0.162 in the month of September. Yeah, he's going to have to take some days off next year. He's going to have to take some days off next year. I I, I like that he thinks you got to play every day, but the, the playing every day did not do him a whole hell of a lot of good. And when you're um, getting the kind of money he's getting and batting where he's batting, you can't bat 162. And, and, and again, I, I the frustration I had is that, you know, you had a guy that you were playing every day in Christopher Morrell anyway, Okay, give Dansby the day off. Nico, you go to short. Chris takes second. Okay, uh, you know, uh, you know, Nico, you take the day off. Morel plays second. You had everything you could have done. And and again, why Canario never got we never got to see what the guy could do or even try to get PCA going. It wasn't like Talkman was doing much anything. It just it never made any sense to me. Um, pitching wise, you had Strowman started two games with an ERA of nine. Justin Steele started two games with an ERA of 9.72, and Jordan Wicks started two games with an ERA of 10.57 at the end. Uh, You know, none of that. I mean, like I said, Steele probably was out of gas at that point. Marcus was injured. And, uh, you know, I think we saw that yesterday, if you were watching the ALCS, when you have a guy coming in like uh, Max Scherzer, Yep. Who was who was injured and 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 now he's coming back. You don't have a triple A to ramp up. These guys have all been playing. All these hitters have been playing. You know, uh, you know, like postseason baseball. And all of a sudden, you come in and you got rust on you. You're just going to get hit around. Yep. And that's what happened there. 
Uh, Jordan Wicks, I mean, he did a lot for them, and that was a lot to expect out of a 2021 draft pick to come in and get thrown right in that middle of that pennant chase. Another guy throwing more than he'd ever thrown before. And then you had Boxberger, uh, Fulmer, and Alzali all injured. We're going to have some news about Fulmer later. Mark Leiter lost the, his uh, fourth ball. That was his out pitch, and that's what made him effective against righties and lefties. And he was useless. And basically, Ross had to rely on Jose Quas, Julian Merriweather, Daniel Palencia, and Drew Smiley nearly every single day. Those guys had to have been completely burned out. And then that's why the Cubs ended up where they did. It was a, a fun season, and it just stinks that the last memories that we have of them aren't that pleasant because September was just brutal. Yeah, September was brutal, but uh, as they say, uh, come uh, March, they'll uh, sing the national anthem in uh, early April over at Wrigley Field, and it'll be a whole new opportunity.